Cantos 69 to 71 of Book 6 of the Ramayana of Balmaki, translated by Ralph to H. Griffith. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Recording by Om Wantu Trey. Canto 69 Naratank's Death. Pierced to the soul by sorrow's sting, does wailed the evil hearted king. Then Trisida stood forth and cried, Yea, father, he has fought and died, Our bravest, and the loss is sore, But rouse thee, and lament no more. Hast thou not steeled thy coat of mail, Thy bow and shafts, which never fail? A thousand asses draw thy car, Which roars like thunder hard afar. Thy valour and thy warrior skill, Thy God-given strength are left thee still. Unarmed, thy matchless might subdued, The gods and down of multitude. Armed with thy glorious weapons, how Shall Ragu's son oppose thee now? O sire, within thy palace stay, And I myself will sweep away Thy foes, like Garur, When he makes a banquet of the reading snakes. Soon Ragu's son shall press the plain, as Narak fell by Bishnu slain, or Samba in rebellious pride, who met the king of gods and died. The monarch heard, his courage grew, and life and spirit came anew. Devatank and Naratank heard, and their fierce souls with joy were steered. And the Tikaya burned to fight, and heard the summons with delight. While from the rest loud rang the cry, I too will fight, and I, and I. The joyous king his sons embraced, With gold and chains and jewels graced, And sent them forth with steering speech, Of banison and praise to each. Forth from the gate the princess sped, And ranged for war the troops they led. The banner legions jaws the new, and trees and rocks for missiles flew. They saw Naratang's mighty form, borne on a steed that marked the storm. To check his charge, in vain they strove, straight through their host his way he clove. As springs a dolphin through the tide, and countless banners fell and died, and mangled limbs and corpses lay. To mark the chief's and sanguined way. Sagriva saw them fall or fly, When fierce Naratang's steed was nigh, And marked the giant where he sped, Over heaps of dying or of dead. He bade the royal angered face, That bravest chief of giant race. As springs the sun from clouds dispersed, So angered from the banners burst, no weapon for the fight he bore, Save nails and teeth, and sought no more. Leave, giant Chieftain, does he spoke, Leave foes unworthy of thy stroke, And bend against a nobler heart, The terrors of thy deadly dart. Naratank heard the words he spake, Fast breathing like an angry snake, With bloody teeth his lips he pressed, 
and hold his dart at Ungard's breast. True was the aim, and fierce the stroke, yet on his breast the missile broke. Then Ungard at the giant flare, and with a blow his courser slew. The fierce hand crushed through flesh and bone, and steed and rider fell overthrown. Narathung's eyes with fury blazed, his heavy hand on high he raised, and struck in savage red the head of Bali's son who reeled and bled. Fainted a moment and no more, than stronger, fiercer than before, smote at that feast which not could stay, and crushed to death the giant lay. Canto 70 The Death of Trishiraz Then raised the Rakshas chiefs and all, Barned to avenge Naratang's fall. Devatang raised his club on high, And rushed at Angad with a cry. Behind came Trishiraz and near, Mahuta charged with levelled spear. There Angad stood to fight with tree, High over his head he waved a tree, And at Devatang swift and true, As Indra's flaming bolt it flew. But caught by giant shafts in twain, with minished force it flew in vain. A shower of trees and blocks of stone from Angad's hand was fiercely thrown. But well his club Devatank plied, and turned each rock and tree aside. Nor yet by tree such foes assailed, the heart of Angad sank or quailed. He slew the mighty beast that bore Mahuda. From his head he tore. A bleeding task, and blow on blow, Fell fiercely on his rakshas foe. The giant reeled, but strength regained, And furious strokes on anger drained, Who, wounded by the storm of blows, Sank on his knees, but swiftly rose. Then Trishidas, as up he sprang, Drew his great bow with awful clang, and fixed three arrows from his sheaf, full in the forehead of the chief. Hanuman saw, nor long delayed, to speed with Nila to his aid, who at the tree-faced giant sent, a pick from Lanka's mountain rent. But Trisidas, with certain aim, shot rapid arrows as it came, and shivered by their force it broke, and fell to art with flash and smoke. Then as the Wingard's son came nigh, Devatank reared his mace on high. Hanuman smote him on the head, And stretched the monstrous giant dead. Fierce Trishiras, with fury, strained, His bow and showers of arrows rained, That smote on Nila's side and chest. He sank a moment, sore distressed, But quickly gathered strength to seize, a mountain with its crown of trees. Crushed by the hill, disdained with gore, Mahudar fell to rise no more. Then Trishidas raised high his spear, Which chilled the trembling foe with fear, And like a flashing meteor threw, The air at Hanuman it flew. The banner shunned the threatened stroke, And with strong hands the weapon broke. The giant drew his glittering blade, Dire was the wound the weapon made. Deep in the banner's ample chest, 
who for a moment saw oppressed, raised his broad hand, regaining might, and struck the roof of the night. Fierce was the blow, with one wild yell, lo on the art the monster fell. Hanuman seized his fallen sword, which served no more its senseless lord, and from the monster triple-necked smote his huge heads with crowns bedecked. Then Mahaparsa, burned with ire, fierce flashed his eyes with vengeful fire. A moment on the dead he gazed, then his black mace aloft was raised, and down the mass of iron came, that struck and shook the banner's frame. Hanuman's chest was well-nigh crushed, and from his mouth red torrents gushed. He had served one instant to restore his spirit from the foe he tore, his awful mace, and smote and laid the giant in the dust dismayed. Crushed were his jaws and teeth and eyes, breathless and still he lay as lies, a summit from a mountain rent by him who rules the firmament. Canto seventy one, Atikaya's debt. But Atikaya's red grew high, to see his noblest kinsman die. He, fiercest of the giant race, presuming still on Brahma's grace, proud tamer of the immortal's pride whose power and might with Indra's vied, For blood and vengeful carnage burned, and on the foe his fury turned. High on a car that flashed and glowed, bright as a thousand suns he rode. Around his princely brows was set a rich bejeweled coronet. Gold pendants in his ears he wore, he strained and tried the bow he bore. And ever, as a shaft he aimed, his name and royal race proclaimed. Scarce might the banners broke to hear, his clanging bow and voice of fear. To Raghu's elder son they fled, their sure defence in woe and dread. Then Rama bent his eyes afar, and saw the giant in his car, fast following the flying crowd, and roaring like a rainy cloud. He with the last of battle fired, taunt to vivision and inquired, Say, who is this of mountain size, this archer with the lion eyes, his car, which strikes our host with all, a thousand eager coursers draw, surrounded by the flashing spears, which line his car, the chief appears, like some huge cloud, one lightning's play, about it on a stormy day. And the great bow he joys to hold, Whose banded back is bright with gold, As Indra's bow makes glad the skies, That best of chariots glorifies. Oh, see the sun-like splendor flung, From the great flag above him hung, Where blazoned with refulgent lines, Rahu the dreadful dragon shines. Full thirty quivers near his side, his car with shafts is well supplied, And flashing like the light of stars, Gleam his two mighty scimitars. Say, best of giants, who is he, Before whose face the banners flee? Does Rama speak, the vision eyed, 
the giant's chief and thus replied this rama this is ravan's son high fame his youthful might has won he best of warriors bows his ear the wisdom of the wise to hear supreme is he mid those who know the mastery of sword and bow unrivalled in the bold attack on elephants or coursers back he knows beside each subtle art to win the foe to bribe or part on him the giant hosts rely and fear no ill when he is nigh this peerless chieftain bears the name of Atikaya, heels of frame whom Malini of yore the ravan lord of lanka bore roused by his bowstring's awful clang to meet their foes the banner sprang armed with tall trees from lanka's oot and rocks and mountain peaks they stood the giant's arrows gold bedecked the storm of hartling missiles checked and ever on his foemen poured fierce tempest from his clanging cord nor could the banner chief sustain his shafts intolerable rain they fled the victor gained the place where stood the lord of ragu's race and cried with voice of thunder lo born on my car with shaft and bow i champion of the giants scorn to fight with weaklings humbly born come forth your bravest if he dare and fight with one who will not spare forth sprang sumitra's noble child and strained his ready bow and smiled and giants trembled as the clang through heaven and earth re-echoing rang the giant to his string applied a pointed shaft and proudly cried taun taun sumitra's son and fly for terrible as that am i fly nor that youthful form oppose untrained in war to warriors blows what wilt thou waste thy childish breath and wake the dormant fire of death cast down rash boy that useless bow preserve thy life uninjured go he ceased and steered by wrath and pride sumitra's noble son replied by warlike deed not words alone the valour of the brave is shown seize with vain boasts my scorn to move and with thine arm thy prowess prove born on thy car with sword and bow would all thine arms thy valour show fight and my deadly shafts this day low in the dust thy head shall lay and rushing fast in ceaseless flood shall rent thy flesh and drink thy blood his giant foe no answer made but on his string an arrow laid he raised his arm the cord he drew at lakshman's breast the arrow flew sumitra's son his foeman's dread shot a fleet shaft with crescent head which cleft that arrow pointed well and harmless to the art it fell a shower of shafts from lakshman's bow fell fast and furious on the foe who quailed not as the missile smote with idle force his iron coat then came the friendly when god near 
and whispered does in Lakshman's ear. Such shafts as these in vain assay, thy foe's impenetrable mail. A more tremendous missile try, or never may the giant die. Employ thy mighty spell and aim, the weapon known by Brahma's name. He ceased. Sumitra's son obeyed. On his great bow the shaft was laid and with a roar like thunder true as indra's flashing bolt it flare the giant poured his shafts like rain to check its course but all in vain with spear and mace and sword he tried to turn the fiery dart aside winged with a force which not could check it smote the monster in the neck and sundered from his shoulders rolled to art his head and helm of gold. And of Canto sixty nine to seventy one.